And welcome, everybody, to your favorite new sports show, the hottest sports show on the block right now. Y'all know what time it is. It's Gas Presents Sports for the Culture. I'm here with the gang, the dream team, the squad. You know what time it is. Go ahead, top right, introduce yourself. Hey, y'all know what it is, man. At Bryce XXV double I. Hey, man, you guys know this, aka Mr. Big Leaguer, aka Mr. Miyagi himself. We're here for another great episode, man. Stay tuned. Gas Sports for the Culture, man. We got a ton of stuff coming for you the rest of 2020. Let's get it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Bottom left, introduce yourself. It's your boy, Dimelo Vargo. And shout out to all my young in the face when it comes to females and gentlemen drinking. Stay hydrated during these hot times. We're about to get into the hot days of summer. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. A face only a mother could love. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Bottom right. Introduce yourself. Back again, man. T Boogie, Instagram and Twitter. Uh, I guess I'm AKA Bryce Senior today. We dressed alike. That's my son. <laughs> hey, get out of here. Hey, <laughs> hey, but I want to give a shout out real quick. Let me get two quick shout outs. Actually, three, man. Uh, my homie Michelle, she on the road, truck driving. Loyal fan, loyal listener. My boy Hansel, same thing. I was at the airport with both of them folks. And my man Brooks, man, for coming through. BNA Music 88 on IG, man. Look look to him for them beats. But uh, let's go. Let's start the show. Okay, okay. We, we appreciate all the loyal listeners, everybody out there jumping in, joining us from all across the country, all across the world. We're going to dive right in to the biggest news of the week, biggest news of the day. Jamal Adams going over to the Seahawks. So big trade, big splash, you know, in terms of the NFL trades, we got a safety going over to the Seahawks who've been looking for that big piece on defense. Now they get it with Jamal Adams, but at the cost of multiple first round picks, I got to wonder where does this put them within the, uh, the hierarchy of the NFC T it's only right that I begin with you. I mean, let's, let's make no mistake about it. I am a 49ers fan to the heart. So it might be a little homerism here, but uh, I, I think it was a, a decent trade, but uh, I, they gave up too much. They gave up too much. I think it makes sense in terms of the, the caliber of athlete. Uh, he, he is a top-tier talent, but uh, two first rounds, man. You, you mortgage your future. You pull the uh, Rams and Jalen Ramsey deal. So far, it didn't look like it helped them much. I'm not sure how Adams is worth more than Khalil Mack, DeAndre Hopkins, or Jalen Ramsey. But the Jets look like clear winners in that trade to me. I mean, they got two first-rounders, a fourth-rounder, and a starting caliber safety. I think the Jets won that deal. And um, I, don't, I don't think that puts Seattle at the top of the NFC or even the division. So I'm going to say Jets, A, Seattle, you got like a C for me. Bryce, what you think? Uh, I think it was a good deal both ways, man. We talking about, in my opinion – a top two safety in the NFL. I think it's between him and Derwin James when you're talking about the top spot. Jamal Adams isn't just a safety, though. So the Seahawks are getting a versatile weapon. Last year, he had six and a half sacks. How many safeties are doing that? I'm pretty sure he was the only one. He's going to bring you interceptions, fumble recoveries. He's the type of guy that can play in the box. He can play the deep middle. It's not much Jamal Adams can't do. And when you think of a defensive team, the way the Seahawks have been running the last 10 years now, I mean, you got to think he's going to fit right in. He's going to fit right in. Maybe we can get Legion of Boom 2.0 going in Seattle. 
Uh, I think T is correct when he says the Jets got a, a a big haul, but I just don't believe that he's correct when he says the Seahawks pay too much. I mean, Jamal Adams, we could be looking at a gold jacket player down the line if he stays on this type of trajectory. So uh, I think it was a good deal both sides, and I don't think it's a real a real winner, but hindsight would be the, the ultimate determinant in that. Absolutely, absolutely. G. How good is Jamal Adams, and how much of a difference is he going to make for the Seahawks? Uh, Seattle's secondary has been pretty much brittle, and just him is a that's an upgrade on his own. And given up the draft pick, let's say the top ten players in the leagues now, one of those guys drafted. Not every one of those guys were a first round pick, if I'm not mistaken, right? Some of those guys were end up be the late rounders for a third or second round pick to late first round pick maybe at best. Not everybody was like a first round pick, the top 10 players in his leagues today. So when I think about this trade, I think the Jets got robbed. Let's be serious, because the Jets still got to trade. Matter of fact, the Jets still got to draft the right personnel to get the same kind of value what Jamal Adam is on the field right now. Because they could pick any first round pick and they could be bust. So then who really wins that, who really wins the trade? We're talking about Seattle winning. We're talking about Seattle being a top two contender in their own division between them and the 49ers right now. Like, my personal opinion, for Seattle to, like, put the cherry on top of this offseason, they have to get – they have to retain one of the pieces that they're trying to figure out right now with uh with Clowney, if I'm not mistaken, right? They, they got to make him sign the contract for that defense to be legit at this point right now, to at least to contend with the 49ers defense, at least to go up against them, because it will be what? You're talking about Russell Wilson versus Torn Star Jimmy? And then right there, who, who are you taking? Who are you taking? You're taking Torn Star Jimmy or Russell Wilson in the fourth quarter with like two minutes to play? Like, I, I don't even think that's a toss-up. I think that's a one direct answer. We're all going to go with Russell Wilson. But when does it comes the to that pick, Adams addition make them as good of defense as the 49ers just off one guy? I don't know. I think I think if they just if they could get Clowney, if they could hold on to Clowney with Jamal Adams, I think that defense with the 49ers, I want to say the 49ers A1 and Seattle will be A2 because we also got to talk about coaching staff. The 49ers defensive coaches, that's the man, man. Look how he had those boys running around. During the season, he was he's he. I thought he was the head coach sometimes. So right now, right now, I personally think Seattle is not that far away. I personally will crown them as the NFC. I mean, NFC uh, contenders. My number one pick will be the, the Seattle going to the season as my favorite, just because they have Russell Wilson and God knows if you give that man the ball, he's a dangerous guy both on his feet and with his arm. Hey, let me let me let me jump in and speak to that real quick. I, uh, so so I agree because to a certain degree, Seattle had a top top ten def- uh, offense and a bottom ten defense. Um, they gave up almost six thousand yards last year. I think the Redskins was like the team right below them. So you watch the Redskins defense, you've seen Seattle defense. You know, so he he definitely solidified that that defense. But I, I think I think the guy might be. Um, and I hate to use this word. I hate to use it, but I think he might be a little overrated, especially at that price tag. I mean, like Bryce, you you, you talked about what he had six sacks, six and a half sacks a season or something uh, the last two seasons. 
the guy has pass rushed more than the entire Seattle secondary last season combined. So he's had more attempts to, to get those sacks. He's an in-the-box guy, which makes sense, right? You got to stop the run. And then they take a cover. Uh, I, I, I scour through the highlights, and I see him covering a bunch of average tight ends. I'm going to just be honest with you. Um, I, I think he, the, the price, are you telling me he's more impactful than Khalil Mack? Are you telling me he's more impactful than Jalen Ramsey? Uh, no. If, if he was, the Jets would have been uh, a better team. The Jets would have been maybe a contender, but they weren't. I don't even think people were scared to play the Jets. I mean, he's a guy you definitely have to scheme around, but he's in a new system. He knows how to play cover three, but Seattle doesn't blitz that much. He was, he was in a scheme that blitzed almost 40% of the game. So, of course, he got the run stops. Of course, he has the, the hurries. Of course, well, he didn't even get a lot of hurries. He has a couple sacks. And he has two interceptions. That's alarming. The guy that they traded for, uh, McDougal, has 10 interceptions in his career. He had five last season. Jamal Adams has two his entire career. I feel like you put me on the field for that amount of snaps, I would have found the ball twice myself. So, I, I think it's a little overrated. But I, uh, I see I see you roll your eyes a little bit, Bryce. What you got to say? No, about no, 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 no. I'm not, I'm not rolling my eyes, man. I was actually looking. I had, I had to, I had to fact check some of them stats, man. I had to pull out my fact checker on that. Hey, my Google's, my Google's didn't load fast enough, so I'm gonna go ahead and take your word on that, uh, on on a couple <laughs> of them stats, man. But I will say that uh, I think, I think you're a little off base, you know, especially we we start comparing guys as he's impactful as this guy, that guy. I'm not sure, but what I do know is when Khalil Mack got traded to the Bears, he literally one guy, one defensive player turned him into a contender, and that's a fact. Jamal Adams, I'm not going to say he's going to have that big of an impact, but what I will tell you is when you get a player of that caliber on the defensive side with a defensive-minded coach in a defensive-minded system on a defensive-minded team, I'm letting you know right now he's going to come in and he's going to change how that team is run, especially how that defense is run. It just is what it is. He's one of the most impactful players in the league on the defensive side of the ball. I saw it, like you like you mentioned, Redskins had a horrible defense last year, but I saw it firsthand how Jamal Adams can affect the game, especially when he played the Redskins. And he had six and a half sacks. I mean, I get it. He was blitzing more than the average safety. But you got pass rushers that rush the passer 350 times in a year and end up with less than six and a half sacks. That's so, a good I mean, point. Talking about a rare, rare talent when you're looking at Jamal Adams. This isn't just an in-the-box safety. He isn't just a drop-back guy. He makes plays. He's a playmaker. Put him anywhere on the field. And now that he has a team that has an offense, a guy like Russell Wilson on the other side, I guarantee you, I guarantee you, you're going to see a Jamal Adams that you did not see in New York. And really, it's going to be the same Jamal Adams. He's just going to get a lot more hype now. Hey, let me rebuttal that. My man Brooks said he's a sideline-to-sideline guy. I, I agree to a point, but I'm going to give you a, a, another safety. I'm not going to say his name. I'm going to just say his, his stats, and uh, and you tell me what you think. Three games, I mean three seasons, last three seasons like Jamal Adams. This guy had 302 tackles. Jamal Adams has 273. Comparable, right? This guy has 11 picks. Your man has two. This guy has four four uh, forced fumbles. Your guy has six. He does have the 12 sacks. My mystery guy has five. Uh, are you are you taking? Are you really taking those uh, extra sacks over those extra interceptions? Getting the ball back for your for your defense and this guy. And I'm gonna tell you who he is. It's Jordan Poyer. 
in my mind, Jordan Poyer has better numbers than Jamal Adams the last three years. So, I'm yeah. again, I'm gonna say a little bit overrated. He's in a he was in a system that fit what he did really well. He's not he's not about to come manhandle George Kittle. Man. That's just my opinion. I don't know. Well, of course, you know. about defense is more than the numbers. I'll tell you, you, you mentioned Khalil Mack, Bryce. But Khalil Mack that year, he made a crazy impact. And, like, I don't know how many sacks he had, but I'll tell you that he was felt on every single snap. So it was, like, bigger than an impact. But what I will say, though, is Khalil Mack was a pass rusher. That's a guy that, you know, for two first-rounders, you trading for Khalil Mack. You know what you're getting. You know you're getting somebody that's going to be able to impact the, the game on every play. My only concern is I'm wondering how much can Jamal Adams truly affect the game across the board, although in the Seahawks system, that's a very intriguing spot. So you don't think it. Bobby Wagner and Jamal Adams won't be a great combination? No, they are. It's going to be crazy. To me, that's, to me, that's two linebackers. To me, that's, that's two linebackers. That doesn't that's what stop, you need. That doesn't stop Debo Samuels who chopped him up for almost 300 yards in two games. So, I mean – I Is get it. Debo Samuel like fractured his leg or something? He'll be yeah. back. Isn't your boy like in crutches right now? He'll be back. <laughs> Hair fractured. What boy ain't playing, man? Hey, I know one thing about Jamal Adams, man. Jamal Adams has perennial all pro talent, all pro every year. The Seahawks just lock in a guy that's going to be in the all pro discussion every single year for the next. I say five to eight seasons. I mean, to me, that's worth what they paid. Hold on. So, are you telling me for two first round picks? Because we we all know you can you can miss on first round picks, right? But at the same time, those two first round picks give you the ability to trade up or trade back for more picks. Uh, the more picks you get, the more chances you get to hit. And the Seahawks have to pay this guy. That's that's a factor we haven't talked about. They they're going to pay Russ again because eventually Dak is going to be making more than Russ, and Russ is not going to have. That, that 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 contract is going to need to be renegotiated. The Seahawks are going to be strapped for cash. They I think they only have one or two million dollars in uh, cap space right now. Do you tie up all your money into in those two guys? Are I, I'm saying this: Are the Seahawks in position to make a run in the next three years? Are they one of the top yeah. teams in the NFC? Yeah, they have Russell Wilson. They're in position to make a run. That's all all I mean. Man. I don't think I don't think they're better than the Saints. I, I think they're probably equal to Tampa Bay. I don't think they're better than the 49ers. I think they're gonna have trouble with the Cardinals. Uh but look, I, I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying, and I agree to I agree with a lot of what you said, but all you gotta be in the NFL is one of those top five teams in your conference. You don't gotta be the best team on paper in your conference. It doesn't matter because once the season starts, variables are at play. You gotta position yourself to be one of those top five squads in your conference. And I think with this move, Seattle did that. See, I got a question. So you would you rather have a weak defense with a great quarterback or great defense with a semi quarterback? I'd rather I'd rather have the great defense with the semi quarterback, to be honest with you. I mean, I I don't think they can have a great if if one guy takes them from being a, a bottom ten defense to a top ten defense, then Maybe it's worth all the picks and all the money, and you know. So, who won the Super Bowl this year? Uh, so who's gonna win it? A top, a top quarterback in the average defense. Oh. There you go, Steve. <laughs> That's all I needed you to remember. Remember who won? Who won the Super Bowl? 
That's all we need to I remember. Mean, That's how the league is gonna play it out. But like, look, look how the Chiefs did it. Like, they thought about it. All right, we're gonna pay. We're gonna pay that one prime defensive player, which they did, to take care of that. And then the rest of those contracts, they're gonna be like what, two to three year contracts at most from here on out, just so that they can have some cap space. At the same time, what that GM does drives great players. Like if he's trading down, trading up. Like, let's be serious. You're talking about they gave up two first rounders. Can you name a first rounder that they've had in the last five years that's been good? Because I don't even know any. They haven't had much success in the first, first rounders. Tyler okay, Lockett, but like the third round. Right. I mean, they haven't drafted a good player in the first every round. Every, every year is like a, a fifth round pick. Kelsey, I believe, is like a third round pick. So like if you don't if you don't aim at the first round, you're, you're talking about players from second and down, which that's what you're doing. You're doing your job. You're finding gems. That's what the Chiefs has been doing. And now the 49ers, they've been have they've been having good luck the years before where they get to draft high. So they pick gems already. Like Nick Bosa, that was a gem. Like you get to, what was it? He's the first round pick last year, the second round pick? The second the pick. Whole the whole defensive line is first round picks. There you go. Hey, so, yo, you don't, hey, G, G's making a great point. G's making a great point right now, man. When you're constantly picking 28, 27, 29, you don't get a shot at these stars, these studs like a Bosa or like a Chase Young, like the Skins just got, because that is your punishment for being a good team. So when hey, you're one of those that, teams and eventually you're in this position, you might have to make a move to get one of those blue chips. But doesn't that go both ways? If, if, if that first round is really a second rounder, doesn't that make your second rounder really a third? Definitely, definitely. But I just mean like you don't have the same opportunity to get the talent, mainly because you've been a good team. So you don't get those 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 top choices. So you have to manufacture that in some way. Jamal Adams has only been in the league for three years. I mean, we're talking all this about a guy that's only played for three seasons. He's already got all pros on his belt. 25 years old. The sky's the limit for the dude. But G, you brought up uh you brought up a guy a little earlier, man. The top quarterback in the league right now, Patrick Mahomes. Big shout out to Patrick Mahomes for securing the bag, becoming a owner of the uh Kansas City Royals. That is a major, major accomplishment. But the sport he has just bought into is running into a few problems, and that brings us to our COVID updates, man. So the uh the, the Miami Marlins, the Miami Marlins have seen an influx of COVID-19, and it seems like they've got about 18, 19 uh, people, players and coaches that have tested positive for the virus. Just when we thought we had our sports back, we see things that are, are threatened to take it away once again. Uh, the, the Major League Baseball is taking, taking the proper steps to, you know, try to isolate the team. So they have canceled the team's upcoming games. They had a series versus the Orioles. Then they had one coming up this weekend versus the Nationals. So neither of those will happen. But this could be a little look into what the what the future may hold for some other sports. Guys, what, did, what was your first thought when you seen this? Obviously, I mean, we, we may be thinking about other sports when we see this. I'm a big baseball guy, so this is this affects me directly. My team was supposed to play Miami. Gerardo, what did you think, man, when this first when this news first came out? You got to, like, either cancel the season do what the NBA did, get in the bubble. Tell players, either you play in a bubble, right, and say goodbye to your family, where it will be the NFL, you got to say goodbye to your family for, let's say, 20 weeks. So you're talking about all season, 
no, plus 20 weeks. Because you're talking about off season and you're talking about the 17, or what is it, 17 still this year? Or is it 18 now? 18 weeks, 18 games, 18 of uh, 18 week season. Yeah. And then we're talking, and then we're talking about playoffs and Super Bowl, right? All in a bubble, all in a bubble. Because this whole thing, like, yeah, we're gonna play in our own stadium. Clearly, that wasn't a safe bet. Look at the Marlins, and on top of that, look at Florida. They're having a spike when it comes to this epidemic. They're not even. God, God bless those people down there. At, at this point, either players have to sacrifice one to have the other. You can't have both. It's like what they mm-hmm. say. You can't have the, your cake and eat it too. And this is what players have to see now, at this, especially NFL players, where, like, some of those players do come in with some underlying issues. Like, a lot of those a lot of the offensive guys, like, they're tipping to the ob- obesity, overweight. So now you got to take care of, you got to take care of those men. Look at look at the one that retired offensive line. They all shut down all that weight because they don't no. longer need it. And then it's like, all right, and now they look healthy. So now we're talking about players. They have to sacrifice one or the other. And us as fans, we have to we have to acknowledge no season, no no more sports until we get a clear cut answer to what we need to solve this issue. And if we want sports, it's like yo, we gotta you know stand together and try to make it. Try to make sure that these players are safe. Like, let's let's get a bubble. We don't need to be going to none of these stadiums and catching these games. Look at the look at baseball there this weekend when you was enjoying it. I get it was similarly different, you know. No one's catching those home runs the way the Yankees are saying it. Like no one's getting getting those catch those errors, those foul balls. We get it, but like at the end of the day, this is the safety of these people. Nah, you bring up good points, man. The safety, the safety of the people got to come first, and uh, you know it might have to be drastic actions taken. Uh, but keep it, keeping it pushing, man. I mean, we know everybody's on quarantine, but for the for the guy Lou Williams down there in the NBA bubble, yeah, he he couldn't he couldn't stay he couldn't stay still. My man had to pay a visit to the legendary Magic City where he was caught on camera. Hey, if they, if somebody got one of these, it's a wrap. You see somebody with one of these camera phones, man, it's over for you. You can't go anywhere. Lou was supposed to be quarantined, got caught in Magic City. T, man, is this a story or is this a non-story, man? Break it down. No, I mean, it's, it's definitely a story because it's uh, pretty irresponsible. And like uh, G said, you can't have it both ways. Like, either you're committed to making it work and playing, or you, you need those creature comforts. You need those little things that, you know, keep you going, keep you in a good mood. and we seen guys leaving because the food, you know, if, if, if the food alone, imagine what it's going to be like for, you know, weeks, months, and you haven't seen your wife, you haven't seen your kids, you know, you haven't seen your side girl, you know, just just to be honest, like I, it's, it's a crazy situation that the MLB was supposed to be the pathway for the NFL to, to pull things off and the MLB dropped the ball. And then they had something happen where I didn't even consider this factor. Marlins tested positive, even if they isolated a few guys and could fill the team. Basically, the Nats said, we're not traveling to, to Miami. We're not We're not even going. So now you got opposing teams saying, we're, we're not traveling uh, to play. We're not risking our health. Uh, you see all the NFL guys, big names, Patrick Chung, Dante Hightower, you know, the Patriots, they're, looking, they're trying to get Trevor Simeon, if you ask me. But it's a lot of guys concerned about their safety. And like G said, man, it's a lot <laughs> of NFL players with uh, obesity and things. Uh, imagine if uh, – how, how old is Andy Reid? What, 60, almost 70? I mean, imagine if, he, you know, God forbid something happens to him. But imagine that. 
you know, you you would have to stop the league. So I would have to think the NFL has to be reeling right now. And, uh, you know, I think everything is on the brink. You know, it's, it's teetering to the to the side of no sports till 2021. Yeah, no, nah, that's 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 facts, man. The the NFL is reeling. We was actually gonna get to that now, man. Uh the Chiefs, Larrant Duvernay Tardif, man, he opts out of the NFL season along with countless others. You have Marquise Goodwin, you got a host of Patriots players. Scruff, man. The NFL players are dropping like flies. Some of them have other obligations, like in uh in in uh Duvernay Tardif's case, you know, he was a med student. You know he's gonna pursue that. He's gonna pursue that uh, that side and try to help the try to help where he can in that in that aspect. But Scruff, what do you think, man? All these guys dropping out before the season even starts seems like a smart move. Depending on your situation, what did what it make you think? Man, honestly, it's kind of crazy. The last uh, basically all day. I mean, you've been seeing uh, like basically on the hour different names coming out. You know, and for certain teams, it's a lot of names coming. Honestly, uh, the dude from the Chiefs, man, he had a noble cause, you know, so I appreciate that. Dude, dude that he, you know, he said, my talents are better served being a doctor out, you know, helping the world in that way. So I think that was the most, you know, touching of the opt-outs, if you will. Now, you know, there's a lot of different opt-outs for whatever reason everyone's opting out. They have the right to, so I respect it 100%. It gives up an opportunity for the next man up, you know, as they say, next man up mentality. Now, for the Pats, they lost, like, you know, some notable players like, you know, Dante Hightower, uh, Marcus Cannon, notable uh, starters on the offensive line. So honestly, but that's the organization that's built on the next time, next man up mentality. So, you know, next man up, you know, Marquise Goodwin, he's he's, he's not going to be playing for us this year for the Eagles, but it's all good. Next man up, Jalen Rieger. It's going to give a lot of young players the opportunity. The thing is, there's always going to be someone that's going to be rare, sitting there ready to take your spot. But I respect everybody that's making the decisions that they're making. It's a easier to decision to make when you got a couple million in the bank already. You've been playing for a couple years versus these young rookies that's out here trying to fight and grit for a deal. The Greg Wards of the world, they need every single snap they could get. So, you know, I respect those. And um, I'm also respecting those that's out there that's going to put it up, you know, because they love the game. They, they, they're willing to risk it for the biscuit. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely, man. We might get to the point like uh, in those lockout shortened seasons back in the day, we got to bring in the replacements. Might have, I might have some open tryouts with some of y'all fellas, man. Might, I see some offensive guards in the in the chat room. I see some offensive guards in the room. I think I see a nose tackle in the room. All right, man. Wait. One more question before we move off of COVID, man, because I got to get this COVID up off me, man. Percent chance that these major sports finish the season, G, 1 to 100, man. What's the percentage that we're going to finish these sports seasons? NBA. 35. All right, MLB. MLB, as of right now, I want to say 10%. All right, and no NFL. 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 Shit. Well, the way this is going on, I give them another, I give them 10% as well. Scruff, man, NBA, they in the bubble. What percentage you give them a finishing? 100%. This is going to finish. MLB, they already got 14 players out in the Marlins. Uh, they're not even, they might as well just start to watch the whole season. 5% chance that goes. All right, NFL, man, what do you think? They tend to find a way, so I'm a little bit more optimistic. I'm going to go 80%. T, same question, man, NFL. Uh, 
If it's one league I think that doesn't care about the safety of their players in the NFL, I'm going to go 90%, man. It would take somebody dying for them to stop, and they still might not. So MLB looks like it might be the one that's, that's losing right now. What you think, man? What percent you give it? I'm going to give the MLB, I'm going to give them 40, 45%. Like, uh, it looks bad, but I think they'll get it ironed out. All right, NBA, they in the bubble. What you think? 110%. They're already locked in. They're finishing. I don't care who plays or who doesn't. They're going to put their product on TV. Yeah, man, I I, I, I see it kind of like you guys do, man. But I think uh, I'm going to give the NBA the highest percent chance. I'm going I'm to land them around 75. NFL, man, you know they ruthless, man. I got to go low on the NFL because I could see them finishing a shortened season. I could see the NFL saying we just going nine, ten games. So I'm going to go ahead and get them 30%. And MLB is lowest right now. But, hey, that TV money is a hell of a dollar, man. So I'm going I'm 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 to put them around 20. I'm going to put them around 30% as well. I think, we, I think we'll see one of these leagues finish. But I also think out of all three, man, one of them, one of them ain't going to make it to the finish line. One of them ain't going to make it to the finish line. <laughs> Hey man, speaking of about the Super Bowl in December, Bryce, the Super Bowl in December. You just said a ten week, ten week season, right? Oh, I mean, I'm just saying I can see it, man. I can see the NFL trying to do something to keep some sort of season alive, but it might just, it might get too much. You talking about guys breathing on each other every play, man? I, I don't know. Hmm. I mean. Speaking of getting finished, man, we got some other sporting news, and I feel like you get this news when there's nothing, no other sports, but we got a, a boxing match that's, that's been sanctioned, and it uh, looks like it's good to go September 12th. Uh, two greats, two Hall of Famers, man. Uh, Mike Tyson versus Roy Jones. I've been a big fan of both of those guys. Um, the, the undercard seems a little silly. I don't know if you know these guys. Well, you know Jake. Well, you know Nate Robinson, right? Former NBA dunk contest champion. And then there's a YouTube guy, Jake Paul. Don't know much about him, but uh, he's one to know as a professional boxer. So what do you guys think about this matchup? You guys excited to see Roy Jones versus Mike Tyson? Sure, I'll jump in, man. I'm, I'm super excited. Uh, I think I mentioned this when we, when we talked about Mike Tyson versus Evander Holyfield. And I just feel like, man, if, you, if you're watching it to enjoy the skills, because just like all other sports, man, some skills are timeless. The same way you always keep your jump shot, it never goes. Same way with your right hook. And we about to see two of them, two of the biggest legends of all time. I just pray that nobody gets hurt and nobody gets injured. I'm just going to be coming to enjoy the art that is professional boxing, man, on, on the highest level. And don't get me wrong, I know it's not the highest level. You know, physically they're a little washed up. But at the same time, these are two of the great minds to ever get in the ring. And uh, I'm excited, man. Now the undercard, I don't really care about. Honestly, I got, I got, a, I got a little hunch that Nate Rob will knock this dude out. And uh, I only seen about 30 seconds of one of this dude's fights, but I got my money on Nate Rob, and I'm taking all bets. I mean, look, you said people keep that right hook. I don't know, man. I think people think they kept their right hook and they went right to sleep. But uh, Scruff, what you, what you think, man? Honestly, it's funny, man. This is not, this is not, this is not boxing on the highest level. This is a money grab. This has money grab written all over it. This is a money grab. Shout out to Mike Tyson and Roy Jones trying to get some trying to get some late cash. Feel me? They seen what's going on. They seen the verse. They seen the old heads coming back in their streams up. They won't get in on the action. I ain't mad at them. But uh honestly, I'm more interested to see the undercard fight. I want to see Nate Robinson, because now I'm a, I'm a, I'm a fan 
of multiple sports. Then Nate Robinson's a dude that, you know, he's got a football background. He's got a basketball background. Dude jumps out the gym. Dude's built like freaking, like, I don't even know, like a Pokemon-like character. Like something, <laughs> something some kind of like different type of out of this world athlete Nate Robinson is. I don't know who Jake Paul is. But if you're telling me that he's famous from YouTube, that tells me everything that I need to know about him <laughs> and his professional uh, athletic career. So I don't know about that. I wouldn't get in the ring with, that, with with Nate Robinson if I was him, even if he's short. You know, little dudes sometimes, man, you never know, bro. They got they, they – I'm looking forward to that. But Mike Tyson versus Roy Jones, man, like, come on, man. G, what you think, man? I don't know, man. I'm a big Roy Jones fan, man. My man, when, what was he? Middleweight and lightweight, heavyweight champion. Oh, man. And he, 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 he's the craziest South, one of the, I believe he's a Southpaw, right? If I'm not mistaken. Roy Jones, I mean, I think, he's a Southpaw. I, I, I don't know. I, th- I think it's been so long. I think Roy do fight Southpaw. I know he's a counterpuncher. It's been so long, though. I believe it was a sub part, and he had some of the craziest knockout. You go back, look at his case. The fact that he went from a middleweight to a light heavyweight champ, that is no easy defeat. Like, that man, he literally jumped out the weight. Like, Carnello didn't even look big, and he's a lightweight heavyweight champ. But if you look at Ward Jones when he was a light heavyweight champ, damn near give him, like, another 20 pounds, and he's a heavyweight champion. Nah, Roy Jones is right-hand now. Think about it. He, he used to fight he South right- a lot. He could fight Southpaw, yeah. he could show up, but he, he's right-handed. But you're right. I mean, it's a difference in weight class, too, man. Mike fought a heavyweight, and uh, Roy came up from middle to fight a light heavyweight later in his career. I, I don't I, personally, personally, I don't really care to see old guys fight. If you, if you watch World Star Hip Hop, you've seen old guys fight. If you have Twitter or IG, you've seen plenty of old guys fight. Um, I'm not really excited to watch these old guys, especially Mike, man. I don't want to see 50-year-old guys get hit in the head personally. I think you should find other ways to make money in this pandemic. There's a ton of ways to stream without beating on somebody or getting beat on. But uh, I do want to see Jake Paul and Nate, Nate Rob. They got Jake Paul listed as a 6'1", and uh, I, he didn't look 6'1 to me. He looked about 5'10", which puts him really close to Nate. And uh, I I, I want to see a, a professional athlete beat up a YouTuber personally. Uh, it's probably because I'm a, I'm a millennial. Now my son's a YouTuber himself. He probably wants to see the YouTuber beat up the athlete. But um, I think there's going to be more eyes. I think at this point, Jake Paul has about 11 million followers on YouTube. I mean, I, I think he has more now, actually. But yeah, that's what I want to see, the undercard, if, if that's the thing. Yeah, I think it'll be. Some real celebrity deathmatch type vibes. Well, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I like that. Like, okay, something unusual. Let's scrap it up. We've been we've been sitting in we've been we've been sitting in quarantine for a couple months, man. Yeah, go ahead, man. Don't 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 be some unorthodox. Are these going to be exhibition, right? It's a round exhibition fight. Yeah, a little exhibition. A little exhibition. Hey, hopefully, they don't, hopefully they don't go like uh, Drago and my man uh, and my man Apollo <laughs> <laughs> Creed. Oh, <shit. laughs> My yeah, man, uh, hey, look, Roy Jones' son gonna have to come for Mike Tyson's son if that happened. Yeah, but these are like, hey, like heavier, right? Hey, they're gonna have uh, heavier, right? My man said, "My man, one hit away." Hey, that's a fact. That's what I'm saying. I don't want to see them guys take any more punches. Knowing what we know about CTE, man, let the legends stay legends, man. I don't want them tarnished or diminished in any way, especially for a money grab. 
My thing is, look at Evander Holyfield now. Evander Holyfield don't even talk straight. From all the punches he took back in the 80s and the 90s, he yeah, has that, that stuttering problem. Like, you hear him talk, it's just like, doesn't give out the best interviews, man. God bless him and everything for giving us some great moments. But, like, yeah, man, we don't need to see that. Yeah. That's real. That's real, man. Word. Well, we don't, that, 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 that could get ugly. That could be, that could actually, that could actually turn real ugly. So, we ain't even going, we don't even dwell on the old man fights no more. Feel me? But we gonna, we gonna bring it back. We gonna bring it old school though. We, we got the old school vibes. So if y'all, if y'all ain't know top five, y'all know how we do it. We, 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 we do our top five, all types of random stuff, all types of goofy stuff, all types of original stuff. We're going to bring it into sports, but we're going to intersect the world of sports and culture as we do. And we're going to do it in the sports world from the fashion sense, talking about uniforms. Y'all, you see me? I got my, I got my, I got my junior Seau jersey on. I got the Chargers. I got my junior I'm representing RIP Junior Seau. Talking about CTA, actually, that could have been a good uh, segue, but uh, RIP Junior. But top five hardest uniforms. That's what we're talking about in sports history. Anything goes. MLB, NBA, NFL, college. It don't got to be nothing crazy. Which, how y'all feeling, man? So uh, go ahead, uh, T. Why don't you lead us off with the top five hardest uniforms in your opinion? All right, all right. So, so this is just me, and I got to start with my 49ers. Uh, they're all black uniform. Uh, you see plenty of pictures of Kaepernick in it, and that's why it's icon- iconic with me. Uh, you might see him taking the knee in it. You might see him kissing his tattoos in it. Uh, you know, just doing his thing. That that black on black with the gold helmet. Like every time they got on the field, got me hyped. So. Black on black 49ers, especially on Kaepernick. Number four, take me back to the 90s a little bit, man, because I, I was so hyped when I seen this. The Anaheim Mighty Ducks, man. man. We don't give hockey enough love, but just to see, just to see, uh, you know what I'm saying, the Bash Brothers jersey in, in the NHL, man, on, on the NHL, the EA Sports hockey game, like, that, that had me hyped, man. I don't know if y'all can see it, but I got a picture of it right here. Like, whew, the duck, the duck goalie mask, man. I wanted them boys to hit a flying V out there, but uh, <laughs> you know, what I'm saying the triple D, Gordon Bombay, all that. Um, all, all my eyes, I think, are 90s era. Uh, 92, uh, they wore it up into the 2000s, uh, periodically, but the Suns, all black Suns jersey with a basketball is kind of streaking through like a sun, man. You saw, you saw it on Charles Barkley, you seen it on Kevin Nash. Uh, I mean, Kevin Johnson, you might have seen it on Steve Nash as a throwback from time to time. But, uh, yeah, that's my number three. My number two and number one came into the league together. Expansion draft. Like I said, I grew up in the 90s, baby. The Vancouver Grizzlies, man, with the the big G, the big S. I don't even know what type of blue that is, man. That that teal, that aqua, I don't know what you want to call it, but – to, to this day, man, you're going to see somebody in a pool party with that Grizzlies jersey with a bibby or them shorts, man. And so that's that's my number two. My number one is the Raptors with the Raptor on it. The, you know what I'm saying? Came into the league with the Grizzlies. T-Mac, little baby, little baby Velociraptor, little Barney on the, on the jersey. Them boys getting buckets in the, in the dinosaur jerseys. I, I, I love that jersey, all the colorways of it, especially the purple. Um, if you're unfamiliar with any of them jerseys, Google it, especially 
I'm a Grizzlies and I'm, I'm rapping. So that's my top five. Very solid. Very solid top five. Bryce, what you got? Hey, man, I like that five. I actually got a, I got one or two in that five in mind. But number five, man, you know, I'm a colors guy, man. I, I, you know, so I had to start off with my favorite color. One, one of the reasons I was drawn to this jersey as a youngster, man, the green supersonic jersey. I'm not talking about the one with the yellow in it. I'm talking about the all green one, got a little bit of red in it, the one Gary Payton used to wear. That was my jump back in the day. Moving on, I got to go with a little bit of homerism. Washington Bullets, man, the classic Washington Bullets. The red, white, and blues, man. You, I love those. I love those. I hated. I hated when we switched to the to the Wizards originally. You know, it grew on me. But man, those Washington Bullets jerseys, you can't beat those, man. Especially the ones with red, white, and blue stripes. Number three, man. I had to. I had to throw it to baseball. Hey, everybody used to love this jersey back in the day. That Houston Astros, joke, man. That Astros jersey is <laughs> something different. The other thing I like about that Astros jerseys is there's so many variations of it. If you go just through the 60s, 70s, 80s, or 60s, 70s, 80s, man, you'll see tons of different variations of that jersey, man. I like it a lot. Number two, T, this is where I got I got one from you, man. That Black Science jersey, one of the best NBA jerseys of all time. One of the best jerseys of all time. Yes, sir. No question, man. Yeah, I, I'd rock one of those today. And my number one. Not only is this my favorite all-time jersey, but it's the best font I've ever seen in my life. The all-black Timberwolves jerseys from the early 2000s, man, the ones KG was in. It's something about that font, man. If I could just if I could just get that font on my on my Microsoft Word, man, I'd be I'd be straight. <laughs> <laughs> hold on, hold on. That's the jersey with the with the little trees on it. Yeah, them no, 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 no. That's the one with just it just say Timberwolves across the front. It's all black. Nah, it got trees on nah, it, bro. It got, it got yeah, yeah, on, the, yeah. uh, on the sleeve. Oh, yo, yeah, 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 on the collar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, 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 Nah, that joint was fire, bro. That joint was fire, definitely. All right, G, what's your, what top five hardest uniforms? So I'm going to do what Bryce did, but I'm going to hit it earlier with the homerism. I'm going to go with the old Giants red jersey that we no longer got to see. You don't want to get to see. I love those red jerseys. That's my first one. That's my first one. Hold it down now. Hold it down. And then my, then my fourth favorite jersey of all time would be I'm going to go with the old school Chicago Bulls jersey, the one with Chicago gold lettering cross right ahead with the slant. You don't even get to see those no more. I miss those jerseys. And then I'm going to go with the U, baby. The U, the orange jersey. How you, those nice orange jerseys. Forgot about that. I don't know, but the Miami orange jersey, back in the old school days. Orange visor, though? That's what I'm saying. I'm surprised you fellas couldn't get that one. Yeah. And what? That's that's my third, right? And now now my second, my second jersey. I'm gonna have to go with the the Lakers, the purple, the the gold jersey with the with the purple letterings around it. It's a classic. It's a classic. Yeah. Can't go wrong. And then the best jersey in the 
best jerseys of all time. The only jerseys when you go out and see these guys play that they don't have their last names because you suppo- I mean, you're supposed to know what player it is when you go see them. The Yankees. The Hoosiers? The Yankees oh. jersey. Oh, the, the white, okay. blue, pinstripes. Bro, so classic that, that when you go and catch those guys, all you need to get the numbers, and you better know who you who you watching to play. That Yankee jersey, bro. What you need, like some fresh Air Force Ones, lows or highs, some blue pants, a white tee on the low. You're fresh all day. On the low, though. <laughs> on the low. You need to go real poppy. Just a white beater. Or it's so hot. Just the jersey. Yeah, facts. Buying down. Whatever you want. The Yankees, baby. Nah, that's definitely a classic. Classic. That's cl- that, that, that was a classic. Some classics on there. I, I chose I chose some classics as well. So I'm, I'm going to start it off. Number five, with the Oakland Raiders. Man, I know they, they, they're, just, they're just black. Like, for real, they're just black, man. But them dogs is clean, bro. They embody the spirit of the organization. If y'all don't feel that, y'all don't know. That's the renegade mentality. All black, black and silver. You feel me? The Raiders. Like, you know what time it is when you see the black and silver, man. That is a timeless okay. journey. It's, it's time. It's time. It's time for my team to get a W when I see the black and silver. <laughs> hey, well, debatable, that's, that's also potentially true. But you feel me? That's that's. I'm gonna put them on. I'm gonna put them. They made my top five. You feel me? Number four. Got to got to got to rep the homerism. So I'm I'm gonna go with the Kelly Green Eagles jerseys. I love the midnight green, but it was it was it was it was a decision. They probably need to go back to to, to the Kelly Green. Every time we bring out the Kelly Green, it's all love. We always ball out. The Kelly Green, always a fan favorite. Number three, I had the Phoenix Suns jerseys. I'm talking the same ones you had. Charles Barkley era. You feel me? I like the purple colors, though. You feel me? Give me the one with the purple. Keep the black. Okay. I, don't want the, I don't want the black. I want the purple with the orange. The color scheme on that is just too fire. My Actually, my, my, my player on 2K, he is actually on the Suns, and he, he got his own Jordans with the custom. It's a, it's a vibe. You don't know. You had to be there. All right. Now, number two. Right. That's what number I'm on. Number two. I'm wearing it right here. The Chargers. Baby blue. Powder blue. You feel me? The old school Chargers Jones. Every time they bring them things back, man, when LT used to wear it, it was love. Sean Merriman, all them boys. They ain't win no chips with them, but um, it's all good. And um, last but not least, man, number one. I also, T, I had the number one. I had the, I had the Raptors. I had the Raptors jerseys, the ones with the big Raptor on the front, the hardest jerseys in the sports, man, because, like, when you got Vince Carter jumping out the gym, coming all crazy, slamming down your neck, and then you got them Raptors Ooh. coming at you like that, big old Raptor, aggressive Raptor, like, you couldn't go with a better jersey. Classic, classic jersey. So, definitely that round. That's my number one jersey of all my classic jerseys. Hey, hey, I, I will, I will say, them, them powder blues are in, in my top five worst jerseys. Yeah, we got to bring that topic out. Hey, top we got, we, we got to, man. <laughs> them ain't, nothing blues, worse, ain't nothing worse than them damn Steelers, Bumblebee Jones, though. Come on now. No, nah, that's a fact. We, hey, that's yeah, a. Enjoy his week, bro. We I had to do. I'm, I'm surprised nobody dropped. The uh, the magics, the pinstripe magic jersey. There's a couple. There's a couple ones we didn't get because we only had five. But man, I mean, y'all made hey, some good ones, man. 
Hey, well, T, you know, if, if, if the audience hears when we miss, be sure to jump in the comments and let us know what jersey we left out. Because there's a ton of jerseys, and most of ours came from the NBA. And NFL got some sleepers, too. So, please, you guys, let us know what we missed. Uh, if you guys don't know where you can find us, that's probably crazy because you're watching us. But it's at Good Ass Sports on all platforms. If you don't have the Good Ass Sports app, jump in your app store, Google Play, type in the Gas Network, and make sure you five-star T. Did I miss anything, bro? Hey, man, subscribe to the podcast. We are on Apple and Spotify. Gas presents Sports for the Culture, man. Give us that Give us that follow, man. Get, let us be your commute. If you're back to work or if you're working from home, man, we'll get you through your day. Follow us. IG, Twitter, anywhere you find social media, you can find us. YouTube, that's a big one, man. Subscribe to that YouTube. See what we look like. If, if you're out there and you're listening to the podcast world, don't just don't just do the podcast. Switch it up every now and then. Get a, get a good look at us, man. But, uh, yeah, I think we had a good show, fellas, as always. It was good to be here with you guys tonight. And uh, let's wrap this thing up. Let me hear y'all say sports for the coach. Sports for the culture. Yes, sir.